Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Good afternoon and thanks for joining us on the afternoon update on Money FM 89.3. We're going to be joined in just a bit by Nicholas Mark, who is the head of research and consultancy at ERA Real Estate. He's going to talk to us about HDB. They're launching 9,500 new flats. He's also going to be talking to us about some of the developments that we've seen on the SIRS front that's just come out in the news. I think it was late last night. We've been reading it on the news over the last few hours as well. Not forgetting what's going to be happening in the next few months when it comes to property. We did see that uh, property numbers slumped since the lowest since April 2020. What does that mean for the next few months? Are the cooling measures finally kicking in? Nick is going to tell us all about that. Let's welcome Nick to the show. Nick, thanks so much for joining us today. Always glad to be back. So, Nick, let's get down to the details of what's been happening in the property market. We've just seen some news come out, and that's that a petition for the Selective On Block Redevelopment Scheme to put on hold has been turned down. So the Ministry of National Development, in a written response to Parliament handling the petition, they said that most of the projects with high development potential have already been selected and thus an extensive review of SIRS would be unnecessary. Nick, what are your thoughts? Well, I think that uh, government uh, has been um, fairly reasonable um, in that they try to accompany as much as they can uh, to for the whole affected home buyers for the search. Whether or not, um, but in the government's opinion, the location of the mm. replacement flat um, not inferior. Yes, it may be slightly further from the Amokyo MRT stations, but there are also other amenities nearby. It's further away from the Central Expressway, which can be a very noisy and dusty expressway. Um, and the other thing is that the government also comes up with a new scheme, which is that um, affected residents, um, those who are eligible, can actually buy the, the replacement flat at the shorter lease of 50 years, which is something that's new, mm-hmm. something that was not offered to other residents uh, or previous SERS um, schemes. So the government, but the government is also not able to uh, bend a bit too much backwards uh, just because um, people take to social medias and talk to the reporters so on. Because um, bear in mind, there will be, in going forward, there will be other projects, other HDB flats that will either be acquired by the government through the selective on-block redevelopment schemes or further down the road, the voluntary on-block uh, redevelopment schemes. So the government has to strike a balance uh, between uh, making things a bit more, uh, making things um, slightly more generous uh, to the residents, but they must also be um, a bit fair because the residents are actually exchanging a much older flat that only mm-hmm. left 57 years on the lease uh, for something, a flat that's brand new. So there will be, some of them will be required to top up um, some money. And let's not forget that for some flats, SIRS won't be available as well. Hmm. Um, yes, I, I think for that, uh, for some of them, if the owners are really, uh, the affected owners are not happy with the replacement flat, they can always uh, select the options of um, taking the money and buying a replacement flat. The, um, and or to move in with maybe their adult children and so hmm. on. So there are other options uh, available to the affected owners. Okay, Nick, let's talk now about, uh, on the topic of uh, public housing, HDB, they're going to launch 9,500 units next week. Can you tell us more about what's being launched and where? 
Okay. Well, I think that uh, in the upcoming um, uh, BTO exercise, which will be the last one for this year, uh, the numbers is um, quite huge, 9,000 over um, uh, HDB flats. And they are also located through a few uh, locations, including some new locations, uh, such as at Ulu Pandang, uh, at um, the more western sites, uh, and at Gimmoy. So some about three of the projects will be PLH, or Prime Location Housing uh, Model projects. So these uh, are located actually very near to MRT stations. Their price will also be a bit higher. But uh, for those who do not want to or um, the PLH projects, they can. there are a lot of other um, projects that will be um, offered, including some that is in the non-mature estates uh, that might be also more uh, affordable. But well, well, we'll all get all the details in less than a week from now. Okay, Nick, I want to move now from public to private. And we saw Singapore home sales slump to lowest since April 2020. Is this a sign that property curbs are finally kicking in? Well, it's interesting that uh, the property curbs was introduced at uh, the end of September. Mm. And the next month in October, uh, many primary school children and secondary school students are having their exams. So some parents are actually not interested in housing. They are more, they are very busy helping their children to revise and also, of course, um, driving the uh, students, uh, their children to make sure they are on time for the exam. So during the exam period, sometimes the property market can be a bit more quiet. Developers are also, um, and also other market participants are also gearing up for the year-end festivities. Um, Christmas is coming, uh, and also shortly after that, it will be the Chinese New Year. Another reason for the slight slowdown uh, is also that developers are also a bit running out of um, big projects to launch. Uh, there's one big project, which is an executive condominium, Copen Grand, that was launched in October. But other than that, some developers are saving their uh, bigger projects to be launched next year. So um, the year-end period typically is a slower period from the property market in terms of sales. Um, and so the slowdown in October is something that we anticipated because it's a combination of the effects of the cooling measures where people, this time round, the cooling measures is a bit more complicated than previous rounds, which basically is a increase in the additional buyer stamp duty. This time round, there is more to do with uh, total debt servicing ratio. There is the interest rate floor that's affected. So home buyers um, will need to take a step back to uh, re-examine their financial situation, talk to bankers and so on before they make the next move. So that also contribute to uh, more delays and, um, and re-examinations uh, before home buyers are ready to commit. Uh, they have to work out what is their new housing budgets. And that said, Nick, I mean, just on that, in terms of balancing financials, this week we saw mortgage interest rates hit 4.5%, I think was the highest. What does this mean for property buyers? Could we? Could this also mean that we could see property transactions cool down even further? Well, I think that uh, we can expect property transactions probably to remain a bit on the low side uh, for the, uh, November and December. They will start to pick up in January, but they will again slow down when we approach the end of January because of uh, Chinese New Year. Well, even property agents and developers would like to take a break uh, as well. So for the rising home loan uh, rates, well, there's a few things that, uh, yes, it could lead to a higher monthly mortgage payment for 
uh, borrowers. But there's a few things that borrowers can do. One of them is to examine whether or not they are currently on the fixed rate or floating rate or variable rate um, package. If let's say they are on the fixed rate package and their interest rate that they are paying is lower than the prevailing market rate and they still have uh, a year or more to go, then they are in a happy situation. Just sit tight. Now, if they are on the variable interest rates and their interest rates that they are paying now is higher than, let's say, some other promotional uh, packages out there, then it's worthwhile to do some shopping around to do some comparison to see whether or not they want to refinance without any financial penalty. Now, if a, person, a borrower is paying a very high interest rate now and he has some spare cash or savings, uh, it does make sense to pay down his loan, starting with the loans that uh, actually attracts higher interest rates, uh, such as credit cards or overdraft loans. And then if he still has something spare, pay down his uh, home mortgage so that with, um, so that with a smaller cap um, principal, he will be uh, paying a lower interest payments. Now, there are also ways that the home buyer can perhaps look to monetize his property, such as if he has a spare uh, room, he might want to rent it out, he might want to consider renting out so that he can earn some rental uh, income. Um, if that borrower is facing some cash flow problem, he might want to talk to his banker to see whether he can restructure his home loans, such as lengthening uh, the loan tenure so that his monthly installments can remain the same or even lower. Uh, but there is no free lunch in finance. If he were to lengthen his uh, home loan, uh, it would mean that over the whole duration of the loan, he could be paying uh, overall higher interest payments. Um, so just bear in mind, uh, there is uh, there could be a sting at the end. And I love that. No free lunch in finance. And it's interesting that you mentioned, Nick, that you can negotiate the tenure of your loan because that is something that a lot of homeowners don't actually know. I actually did that in 2020 and I locked in quite a tasty rate until 2025. But that was because we were able to negotiate the tenure of, of our mortgage. Yes, I think, okay, it also depends on whether the borrower is in the lock-in period because mm -hmm. sometimes at the start of the uh, loan tenure, uh, they, the banks might lock in. Um, like, for example, the borrower will not be able to make any adjustments. But if you are already free of the lock-in period, yes, um, you can renegotiate that. But uh, on the whole, the if interest rate is actually very high, it does make sense to consider how you could reduce the principal so that the overall you will be paying less uh, interest. That's right. Nick, one last question before you, before we let you go. Time has just flown by. Tell us as we come to the end of 2022, what are some of the key trends that you're going to be looking out for in the property sector as we head into 2023? I think that uh, with the cooling measures, in fact, we had uh, two rounds of cooling measures in the past 11 months um, in the background. Um, the property market uh, prices, I think is uh, now bearing in mind if we not, uh, we don't have, uh, we still have steady economic growth and not mm -hmm. suffering an uh, economic recession, um, there will still be upwards pressure on property prices. And, particular, and also property rentals. I'll uh, come a bit to that. So property prices likely to rise, um, partly because of um, there is still healthy demand. And also there will be other forces uh, that, that's going to pull the property market in opposite direction. But on the whole, the property market is going to be affected by macroeconomic factors such as GDP growth, the job market, changes in household income, interest rates, and inflation. Um, and some of the factors that's going to be uh, affecting both the prices and rentals is actually 
um, the supply that is out there. Uh, currently, the amount of supply that developers have to sell uh, on the open market, it has actually fallen from about a year ago, there was mm -hmm. about 12,600 um, private housing units that developers could launch and sell. Right now, uh, that number has fallen to about 5,300 uh, units in available supply. So the amount of supply has uh, fallen. Development cost has risen in line with inflation uh, and due to inflation. And as a result, developers uh, are facing upwards cost pressure. So they may not, they won't be able and they may not have the incentive also to lower prices. On the rental front, uh, we see that there's actually not a great deal of relief, unfortunately, in the HDB rental market, partly because the number of HDB flats that reached the end of the five-year MOP period, it was, uh, we reached a record number of 30,200 flats this year. Next year, that number is going to half to about 15,000 uh, HDB flats. In other words, the number of HDB flats that's eligible for either in, to be sell, sold on the resale market or to be rented out has will fall next year. Um, but in the private housing market, um, provided that um, the construction industry, the pace of construction is able to continue or even speed up, we will see more uh, condominiums that will reach uh, that will be completed next year, uh, perhaps somewhere around the fifteen thousand to eighteen thousand. So there could be some relief in the uh, rental market next year, probably towards the second half of next year. We've been speaking with Nicholas Mark, head of research and consultancy at ERA Real Estate, about all the property trends you need to know about as we come to the end of the year and looking into twenty twenty three. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.